Hello, best friends, and welcome to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I'm your host, Kyle Stevenson, a.k.a. Ninja 73 and I hope you're all staying healthy and being safe during this quarantine and COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, my thoughts are with everybody. I hope you all are doing well and trying to stay sane in our current situations. Um, to help you with this, I have a new episode with the wonderful and lovely Mr. Alex O'Neill from Irrational Passions. Alex has been a uh, huge uh, want for me to come on this show, and because of my own kind of like imposter syndrome mindset, I did not uh, think I was worthy enough to have him on, but I finally got over that and realized how silly I was being and uh, reached out to Alex after he gave me a huge hug at PAX East. And um, we, he came on and we had a great time. Uh, Alex is an amazing human being, a hardworking, incredibly intel- intelligent and passionate gamer. Um, and I just love the energy that Alex puts out into the world. And I hope you do too. And I hope you get to know to uh, love him as much as everyone else that does know him does. And I hope you all follow him along at Irrational Passions because they do fantastic stuff. So go over there and hit them up and listen to uh, their uh, listen and read to everything that they put out because it's amazing. Um, so without further ado, let's get to know a best friend a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. Welcome to Best Friends Talk Funny. How are you doing on this fine quarantined evening? I'm doing lovely, Kyle Stevenson. <laughs> I'm doing just the best. Yeah, the best that we can possibly do in our day and age, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just having a, a jolly old time over here playing Persona, you know, staying inside, doing the things that I do anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah, making the for- most of, a, of the situation. For me, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because I never usually have all this time to play games, and now that I do, I'm overwhelmed at what to play and what to do. So it feels like of- somebody let me off the leash. Like normally, <laughs> I have to restrain myself from being the disgusting, like bottom feeding, yeah. endless video game playing person. Uh-huh. But now I don't have to, so I just am that person, and it's probably <laughs> it's probably bad. It's probably long-term detrimental. <laughs> For for me, it's just it you know it's all just choice paralysis, especially with all these new games that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I fit, I went back and played Doom twenty sixteen finally because uh, I never played it before. Nice. And I picked up Doom Eternal. I started that today, and man, oh man, that is way harder than twenty sixteen in my eyes. I've bought Doom Eternal, and I haven't yeah. played any of it. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> lucky enough to have uh, Royal, so you were playing through that. Yeah, which I finished now, and now I feel empty on the Now no- <laughs> nothing has meaning anymore. <laughs> you're not going to uh, go back and play it through again? Uh, honestly, I was like ready to just sit. I was like, all right, let's just do it again. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I need this too. This was too good, and also I need this too much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get into uh, why you already played Persona Five Royal, um, let's start off with where are you from, Alex? Where are you living at? I uh, I'm from uh, Maryland, which is uh, one of the fifty states. Some yes, people, it I, it's one of the states that sometimes you mention to people, and they're like, "That's a state. I've never yeah. heard of that one." Have um, you lived there all your life? Yeah, I've lived here my whole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was yeah, I was born here. I've moved around a couple of times, but it's always been here. I've never really like lived outside the state. It's always yeah. interesting meeting a lot of internet friends and like they've moved around a lot, and I've always been in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a little it's a little self isolating, but it's fun for me because Maryland's one of those states where you very rarely hear someone from video games is from maryland uh but when i do it's one of those like hey i know what's yeah. up <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're cool that was like uh daniel dwyer was in maryland right is he mm-hmm. still there or did he move back already he moved back but it was cool when he was living here he he came over to my house for extra life uh which awesome. is super fun um yeah. so like it's it's cool when that crossover can happen mm-hmm. what's life like in maryland when you're not playing games i feel like it's it's pretty normal like normal right it's like i i think to to like give it a a little bit of a political backdrop it's like you know it's a pretty democratic state it's a pretty liberal state um Mm. some people hate the governor i don't really you know care about (laughs) politics so uh but like you know it's pretty progressive it's pretty open-minded like living here my whole life one one thing i like about it is it has all four seasons you know like yeah uh it's definitely become a little bit more extreme as years have gone on obviously with global climate change and all that but uh and and just like being kind of a coastal state Mm -hmm. uh, i think we get hit more with like the hot harsh summers and harsh winters yeah um but yeah i don't know i I feel like it's just there's no real maryland accent outside of like baltimore uh so there's no like identifying sound to how people talk you you find like southern maryland and Mm -hmm. western maryland there are these parts where you can find that but like generally like the middle of the state it's pretty just normal talking people yeah that are all it's very diverse you know you get it kind of all walks of life here and uh it's very kind of chill uh, except went, Baltimore. Baltimore is full of crime, apparently. I was I was about to say I went to Baltimore for my one of my good friends from um, college's bachelor party it was down in Baltimore, and we spent like three four days there. Um, and what is what a city that is? Yeah, it, it can be a little crazy. <laughs> it can it can totally be. The thing that I hate though is like as someone who's lived in Maryland his whole life and has spent like maybe a collective four to six hours in baltimore city right like yeah there is so much more to the state than that city yeah uh, uh-huh. but that's anytime anyone says like oh this is alex he's from baltimore it's like i live 30 minutes south of baltimore and i never go there so yeah. i hate but like that's just an identifying characteristic so mm-hmm. i'm sure most capital. people like me when but like before I, I talk to people who are from Maryland, I think of Wedding Crashers. Maryland's known for crab cakes and football. That's what Maryland does. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what I knew beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not untrue. It's it's yeah. like more generally crabs, just mm-hmm. blue crabs. But yeah, I don't know. It's like Maryland is a – it is 
I think of Maryland as everything that isn't Baltimore, <laughs> you know. So like, uh, but I, I guess if you lived in the city, that I, I could see your perspective being different. But yeah. it's like old Ellicott City and in, in Columbia is where I live, and mm-hmm. a lot of really cool kind of progressive places like Columbia. Apparently, it has like the highest percentage like interracial couples in the whole country, like That's for awesome. a city. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like it's you know, it's a very just open minded place, which I like. That's that's where I think everyone would love to live. Yeah, yeah. I'm don't a. Wanna, I'm don't a look fan. around and see the same same shit wherever you look. I, I I've definitely always had the sentiment that a lot of people are like, oh, I hate where I grew up, and I I'm always like, oh, I love where I grew up. Yeah. Like I love Maryland. I love the seasons. I love uh-huh. how it looks. I love how it feels here. No, you mentioned because I'm also East Coast East Coast boy up in New York on Long Island. And the harsh summers and harsh winters. Did you have a harsh winter this year? Because we didn't get anything. Um, like snow wise, we we got just one bad snow, uh, which was like, hey, this is probably telling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like all this rain right now probably would have been snow five years ago, huh? Yeah, That's kind sure. of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I th- it was just really the one, but I I attribute a lot of that to Australia having been on fire. That's mm-hmm. my that's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> that's, that's, How would that being on fire affect Maryland? Just weather? just it was such a severe amount of heat in the atmosphere that yeah. it might have prevented a lot of snow that would have happened in a lot of places. That's but fair. Didn't. Yeah, but um, I don't know it, anything about science. So somebody <laughs> listening to this is probably be like, "That's bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> well, for to be completely honest, I was waiting here ready for you to drop some science bombs on me. And for me to sit here and just take notes because I'm not a science boy myself either. <laughs> I love uh, science, but like, oh, same. I, you know. I can't explain it for the life of me. I I like my thing is learning how things work. So like that's the the stuff that I'll remember. But you know, and from that I'll just infer different theories. But I don't actually know anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, living in Maryland all your life, you obviously have to, uh, you know, do something to make a living. So uh, what do you do for work? I, I, so I work at a, I'm not going to name the company because I'd sure. rather not, people not know what company work for me, but essentially I work retail Okay. Uh, for a, a large company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's 40 hours a week, pays, pays the bills, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, gets the job done. Uh, did you have that job like in high school and just stay in the same spot or have you hopped around between retail spots? No, I worked at a restaurant when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like one of the, the kids that was like when he was 15, he got a job. Uh, yeah. which I feel like if you know, know me knowing me as well as I do like that, it, it's, it's almost weird for me to think of that because like, I, I feel like I'm like super lazy, <laughs> <laughs> but like as a high schooler uh, and I remember cause like it was me and my best friend and like maybe one or two other people occasionally had like jobs in high school. Everyone mm-hmm. else kind of just didn't really have a job in high school. Um, but yeah, I worked, I was a. Uh, ste- in the, I worked the steam room in a rest in the seafood restaurant, so that means I cooked the crabs uh, mm-hmm. and the shrimp. Uh, and I was also a busboy. I would have nights where I worked as busboy, nights where I worked as the steam room attendant. Yeah. That was my first job. So, were were they uh, eye opening being behind the scenes at a restaurant, having those uh, types of uh, positions? Both my brother, my my oldest brother had worked the, at the same restaurant as a busboy seam person and then mm-hmm. as a waiter at the time that I was working there and also my other brother had been a waiter a lot um I think he, in some ways he still is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh you know 
like just kind of like that kind of person into the service industry. Mm-hmm. So like I, I definitely had a lot of knowledge about it from them. It, when I went in there and it was just a hellhole, like I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And and I had a good expectation, but like it definitely, I'm glad I did. It's one of those things where it was probably a poor experience overall, but I'm glad I did it because saved up in enough money to buy my first like uh, MacBook Pro. Nice. Uh, when I worked that job, so like definitely taught me a lot of about saving, about you know being responsible and things like that. Um, yeah. But I would yeah, like I, to think I, I had the the same type of knowledge that I learned because I started working when I was 13 on my 13th yeah. birthday. Yeah, and the moment I got a check, my parents made me put like half in the bank or whatever it was, and to me, I thought that was like counterintuitive because now, like, I just wanted to spend it all, and knowing that I had all this money in the bank, I could rely on like, oh, if I want something a little bit extra, I can just go to the bank and take a little bit out. Yeah, and, and just knowing I had like kind of had that safety net and not not really worry long term. So I'm happy that other people learn differently from me because I'm feeling that right now. <laughs> yeah it's i i guess yeah um and and like i, I still have a, a little bit of that, that same problem yeah but for i like thinking back on it too because it's it's the you know it's a 15 year old kid mm-hmm. meets this like certain level of responsibility so while i was saving money i was basically cashing all my checks uh at this place and then taking that cash and putting it in an envelope in 20 dollar bills <laughs> in my closet under a pair of shoes on the shelf up top. Nice. <laughs> so, like, it, it's that 15-year-old that kid mentality plus some level of responsibility. Yeah. You know? That's uh, awesome. And, you know, eventually that, that little envelope of money had $1,700 in it. So Sweet. Uh, and I, I bought a computer with that. So uh, yeah. I, don't know, I think it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, and uh, when was – when or how long were you at the restaurant? before you I worked like, there just for a enough. year a year okay yeah and then I got sick so mm. there was a in 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 high school I I was like in the hospital for well not in the hospital but like homeschooled and and kind of bedridden oh, for for months uh because of I I have a, a thing called chronic fatigue syndrome this is just mm. coming out I, I didn't intend to bring it up but it no just, yeah it please kind of came up so uh that that was like in high school, fifteen to sixteen, and then I in my junior year, uh, the quote unquote most important year, as I heard over and over again. Let me yeah. tell you, never stop thinking I'm about sure. that one. Still uh. do. <laughs> um, I I got sick with with the. I realized I had this this thing, this kind of alga, amalgamation of, of other things that, and I was you know bedridden for month like six months straight. Jeez. I. I was sleeping for average like 16 hours a day because i had to <laughs> and yeah. and the other hours i was just in bed unable to move really so yeah there there was there was a lot of complications that got me away from that job yeah what uh how did that all come about if you don't mind me asking what, what was... uh so I, i've always been like a super sickly person yeah. um and like i've always kind of just thought of myself as having a pretty weak immune system but eventually like in high school i get it got so bad uh, where I was just exhausted and I felt like, you know, I had like strep throat symptoms or like bronchitis mm-hmm. symptoms and sometimes like light fevers just 100% of the time. Like yeah. the way I try and describe it to people is like imagine if you you feel great, like you take your best day where you felt the healthiest you've ever felt. 
I've never felt that way. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Like I've always been at like a maximum of like 85%, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty good for me. I like if I had an 85% day, I'd be pretty stoked about that. Um, but like usually I, I vacillate around 55 to 60%. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've always been kind of sick uh, and eventually like my, I, cause I missed a lot of school when I was growing up cause I was sick all the time. And my mom and my dad always thought it was like bullshit because of course, yeah. Um, and, and if they would always hit me with that bluff of, well, if you're sick, do you want to go to the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I would always be like, all right, I'll go to school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time I went up to them. I was like, I want to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, we need to do this. Like I'm, I'm genuinely concerned. Is that something like when you finally went to them? Like, Hey, no, I, I, I think we should go. Do you have their faces like still ingrained in your memory? No, I I think at that point because I'd been sick for so long, my mom wasn't really surprised. Mm-hmm. So th- that w- that was nice. Um, but so I went to a lot of different specialists back and forth, kind of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And eventually, I ended up in John Hopkins, and uh, there's a specialist there, uh, Doctor Rowe, that that specializes in chronic fatigue syndrome, mm-hmm. um, and all these like infectious disease doctors, all these other folks had like looked me over and were like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. Maybe go see this guy. Uh, and it, when they walk in, when I walk in, he has me do like a questionnaire. Um, that's like kind of like a depression test. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, do you hear voices? Do you, you know, think about hurting yourself? Things like that. I'm not making light of it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, folks who have depression are probably very familiar with these yes. tests. I had to take the test when I went in for an earache a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 I uh, it was it was good for me too because like a few years later when I actually did get depression I was able to go back to this doctor take this same test mm-hmm. and then fail it miserably mm-hmm. and and he'll be like oh you just look at this shit <laughs> like yeah. have you have you heard yeah. <laughs> um but he he had this great test where uh he he hooked up a blood like an auto like blood rate monitor heart rate monitor to my arm like one of the ones that like squeeze your arm and then releases but it just did it automatically measured automatically he's like i want you to stand up against this wall for 10 minutes that's it just don't move just stand against the wall after like six minutes i passed out uh just from standing there (laughs) um because like part of this fatigue is essentially chronic fatigue syndrome is generally like multiple other factors that kind of amalgamate into a greater constant fatigue Mm -hmm. and one of like a big contributor to those things is something called pots um which is like essentially standing intolerance Mm -hmm. um where like the elasticity of my veins um because i have elastic skin my my veins are very elastic as Mm -hmm. well when i'm standing my veins are stretching and blood is pooling in my legs uh and eventually the blood pressure gets so intense in my legs versus my upper body that my heart rate my heart can't compensate and it injects my body with adrenaline to compensate. Mm -hmm. And then I pass out. (laughs) So it was this crazy thing of like going in there in 30 minutes. This doctor was like, I got you. (laughs) Like I got, Uh I got you to pass out right here for doing nothing. Like, (laughs) yeah, I know exactly what's going on with you. Uh, yeah. And then from there, you know, I I had like physical therapy and special treatment and Mm -hmm. and medication to help kind of, tighten my body up make it a little bit more durable at at the moment where you finally figured out like you know you're not just getting these colds all the time like something is actually like seriously wrong was it kind of a sense of relief oh such a sense it was was like god thank me standing there against that wall like i still remember it so distinctly and then when i just collapsed 
it was like this collapse from pain and like this feeling, but also like I remember the the feeling of like man, I, it's good to know I'm not crazy. You know, mm-hmm. it's good to yeah. know I haven't just been bullshitting these all these years. Like that, that there's there's something to this maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, does it still affect you today? Uh, I mean, it's it's like a part of me, you know. It's yeah. it's one of those things where I I kind of always feel it when I feel more tired from things than I feel like I should. I'm like, yeah, I, this is just how I am. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, I, I think it's just persistent. But I haven't like I relapsed again in my senior year, and I was like bedridden again. And I I haven't been that since. So that's you know, it's been eight years or mm-hmm. probably longer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Uh, ten years maybe. Um, so it, it's been a while. Um, but it is just one of those things where, like, you, f- I get way more tired than everyone I know, way easier. You know, like exercise is really difficult for me. You yeah. know, th- these factors that are are like constant in my life and, and kind of make it more difficult. But I try not to let it get me down. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, though. I'm I'm glad you're in the uh, uh, a way where you can handle it and you know your body. Because if you were still going and you didn't know what was going on, I'm sure life would be terrible. Yeah, the thing is, like, it's it sucks when you get like regular sick. Like, I got the flu last year, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like ten times more intense, uh, and just like the the fatigue in particular yeah. is just that much more exhausting. Uh, you know what else? You, you know what else is exhausting, Alex? And not to make light of uh, of uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, <laughs> working yeah, sure. in retail that is yes. extremely exhausting. Yeah. Um, so I ask everyone that comes on here that has a retail job. What is your uh, most memorable experience from like a customer interaction? Because we all have, have to be, one. <laughs> it doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be negative. No. No, I mean, like at the job I work at now, I I have so many. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I the the thing I th- I think I I don't like my job that much. To be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, um, it's it's very unrewarding uh, as, as most retail jobs eventually kind of surmise yeah. to be. Um, but I do get to help people. Um, and I, uh, you know, cause I'm in a store, but let's say I'm, I'm more of a support person. I'm more there to help folks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it is, it is a very nice feeling and it, it's, it's a irreplaceable feeling being able to like solve someone's problem in, in like a 30 minute window. Uh, and, and I, so like, I, I get a lot of those stories where, uh, maybe I help somebody, uh, fix this in on their computer and, uh, like, then they were like, I'm going to show you something cool. (laughs) And they, so this one person was like, I design, um, the, I, I essentially use a sound system to test rockets for the United States government. That's so awesome. I made uh, these giant towers of speakers to blast a wooden tablet with so much sound that it would simulate leaving the atmosphere. Jeez. And let me show you a picture of that. And I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> let me see that. So cool. like, uh, I yeah, you, you kind of meet uh, a lot of different people that do a lot of different cool things. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, you know, even if it's just some little old lady who like just needs some help doing something, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's nice to help those people. You get the shitty people too, but yeah. I, I just, 
trying to think about them as much. When I worked at a GameStop, oh yeah, uh, that's my retail experience. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, there were I. It's it's insane how many people will bargain with you <laughs> at a GameStop, and, and I'd be like, that's not how this works, dude. <laughs> I scan a barcode and then you leave. <laughs> I think I've told this before, but my the one that I think about every single time when I walk into my GameStop, uh, because that is still where I go to buy games. Um, uh, it was around holiday season, and this guy brought in Battlefield Hardline on PS3. He was like, Shout "Can out. I get a Can I get a full return?" <laughs> and I'm like, you, "Our policy: you open it brand new, you can't return it. You can trade it in, and all this jazz." And he just looked at me, he opened up the case, took the disc, and snapped it in front of my face. And shards <laughs> went flying, the store was packed, and I just stood there in shock. I was like, did that really happen? <laughs> what a pro. You could have gotten a, what some a power play. something else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, it is Battlefield Hardline, so I guess I understand. Yeah. Some extent. <laughs> like, you can't even arrest everyone in this game. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some, there's some winners that come through GameStop. I don't think God. it doesn't matter where what GameStop you work in. Everyone has those types of customers. Remember when Battlefield Hardline came out the year before Ferguson happened in this country? Yeah. <laughs> it's real well. <laughs> um during uh during all these uh you know, retail jobs and working in a restaurant, um was it always the dream of getting into like uh, journalism and video game journalism and how did irrational passions start? So I'm trying to think like, I guess it, it happened, you know, it, it happened in the middle there uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I was like 15, 16, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I think like for a while I wanted to be a doctor, mm-hmm. um, which was still something I was passionate about. Obviously I was sick a lot. And yeah. I was, I, I, the idea of helping people appeals to me a great deal. I love biology. Uh, I like medicine. I don't love medicine. That was the, the big thing. I hate school, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is like, the, I, I would say the, the most extreme factor. Uh, and, and especially like kind of adhering to, to a schedule that I just wasn't happy with. So I, I think I realized that that just wouldn't be a good fit for me pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, in the high school era, I think that's when I started to realize it. Like, that's when I started getting into podcasts. Um, the first podcast I ever listened to was a podcast called MuggleCast. I don't know oh, if you've heard okay. of it. Um, in my so my freshman year of high school, 2007, um, I, which was like the, coming off the summer that the last Harry Potter book had been released. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a huge part of my childhood. Um, that I, I didn't really have any friends that I could talk about Harry Potter with. And that was the first time I was like, how do I just talk to someone about a thing without me talking and they talk and I listen, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> how do I do, what is that? And how do I do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, where do I sign? Yeah. So exactly. Where do I sign for this, this listening contract? So I search iTunes for Harry Potter and and podcasts come up. I'm like, okay, I've heard I've heard of podcasts, uh-huh. but again, this is like that's 2007. <laughs> this is yeah. a wild west, you know. Yeah. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into back then. I'm pretty sure um, they didn't even have like thumbnails, like podcast cover art. It was just they, like, they had they had thumbnails they? at that point, okay. but it was like the one, and they were all bad. Um, <laughs> There's no like stylish podcast thumbnail in 2007. Yeah, mm-hmm. Alex Van Aken wasn't making podcast thumbnails in 2007. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
I, I listened to that. I loved that. Fell in love with that show. Uh, ended up like listening through their whole backlog and catalog and, and just really like connecting with this format. Um, and, and that's important because it's kind of like the first thing that, that, that triggered it. So at that time, I'm getting into that. The other thing that I'm getting into the most, uh, this is going to be a very long way to tell this story, Kyle. It's so fine. just pr- strap in for rambling. <laughs> if, if people listening at home are like, this guy fucking, <laughs> I, can't, I can't with him. Um, but I, so in, in that freshman year of high school, the other thing that was kind of happening a lot and in my, my like second uh, period, like math class, I, I, I was in it with one of my best friends, uh, Scott Guthier, co-host of Rash Bash podcast, important later. Um, and we would talk about uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which was at the time we were in the golden era, if I may. Where every day, every weekday, we were getting website updates on on the Smash Bros. Dojo, and I would like stay up till like two a.m. Eastern time when those mm-hmm. updates would post, and and then like be on GameFAQs forums, uh, and that was like an obsession, kind of like how Harry Potter was. And I was like, I wonder if there's a podcast for this too. So I <laughs> search iTunes. Super Smash Brothers, like, yeah. what do I do? Uh, <laughs> how, how do I enter contract? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I listened to a show called Show Me Your News, um, which was uh, hosted by someone named Peter Spasia, still podcast today, still a great dude, a friend of mine now, which is delightful. Uh, and that was, like, the first time I was like, oh, shit, like, they were, they're just talking about video games. Like, I played video games my whole life. I love video games. Yeah. So from there, I, I was like, uh, Smash Bros. came out. It's like 2008 at that point. I'm like, all right, well, what do I do with my life now? Um, I can't. I, this podcast is kind of like changing or ending in the way that that it, it's not the same anymore. Um, where do I go from here? Uh, and then I just search video games in iTunes again. See how this is my kind of recurring yeah. thing. Start. I found. I a think podcast. I found the title of the episode. Yeah. Search in iTunes. <laughs> search in iTunes. <laughs> Uh, it's it's incredible. Like if you really think about that, how like one web search essentially changed my life forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like that's true of probably many people in the internet age. Um, so I searched for video games uh, in iTunes because <laughs> I didn't think to search for video games after searching for Super Smash Brothers. I was not that smart at the time. <laughs> uh, again, didn't like school, so I, a lot of retention problems. Um, so. I, I listened to a podcast. The first podcast that comes up is uh, that video game podcast. Great show also. It's like 700 episodes or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, Michael Hannon hosts that. Also somebody I know now, which is great. This is like awesome. <laughs> me. I will, I will find you. <laughs> like, just know. That is like if I make it my mission in life, you will, you cannot escape me. Um, I mean that in the, the most positive, nice way I can. <laughs> Um, so from there, I listened to, for that for two, a few weeks, which was great. Like the, the title section of my podcast is based on the title section of that podcast, right? Like the, there, there's, I, I try and respect all of my history in, in everything that I make and everything that I do. Um, and, and that show is great and it still runs today and Michael still hosts it and you should still go listen to it. Um, and from there on one of the episodes, he, I uh, got a question that's like was hey what video game podcast do you guys listen to mm-hmm. and that's where he mentioned drunken gamers radio and which is no longer around unfortunately uh and uh the giant bombcast and then from giant bombcast i 
that that I started listening to, and that was it. You know, like mm-hmm. it's all downhill from there. That's yeah. that, that was like number one for a while. But I also searched video games and found GameScoop and Beyond and these these kind of like tentpole weekend confirmed was a huge one for me. Uh, which is like the Andrea Renee kind of origin for me, and mm-hmm. and and why she's like a huge part of of like my inspiration growing up. So listening to all these things, eventually the uh, Drunken Gamers Radio, because this is there's a there's a path here. We're following a path. Hey, I'm in for the ride. I'm strapped in. Um, so so I listen to Drunken Gamers Radio, defunct podcast. One of the the hosts passed away, um, and it's it's kind of converted into uh, a different thing, but like really funny formative great show there's a if you go through the history of drunk games radio you will hear 17 year old alex samuel called into that show one hey, time nice uh do you have the episode is, number i have no idea <laughs> i remember <laughs> i i feel like they, they don't ep- number their episodes oh, okay. it was like one of their live shows though so um but they did it like a radio show and that was that was a really fun time for podcasts and, and mm-hmm. a fun era that i just don't think is around anymore really yeah um and they recommended a show called gamers only older again li- me listening to podcasts i was like really ravenous to find as many shows and 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 kind of get as many flavors as i could gamers only only older is a part of was a part of a website called vg evo uh it was like a forum that had its own podcast network i started posting there uh and i met a lot of friends there uh and one night when i was listening to one of their podcasts uh game crashers uh, I was hanging out with two of my friends in person in the meat space. And this is like, I would say probably June, 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was hanging out with my friend, Evan and my friend, Scott. And we were watching, I pulled up this stream of game crashers because it was a podcast I had been listening to for a few weeks at that point. And we were just watching and I was watching them, you know, and I was like, this seems fun, right? Oh, God, <laughs> like that this... is that is the worst <laughs> feeling to me. It's like showing something you really love to other people or just talking about it. Like, please like it. Please, please let like me have it. somebody else. <laughs> and, and, you know, like I I attribute all of my success to my incredible friends that I've, I've had and made and continue to make along the way because the amount of times where I, I probably said something bad and they were like, okay, <laughs> is <laughs> infinite. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of trust is, is just hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was like, hey, we should do this. And they were like, all right. <laughs> so... Two weeks later, we we ended up recording the first episode of Irrational Passions podcast. Nice. Came out July third, two thousand ten. Wow, ten, ten years, years a decade ago. in the making. Yeah. Is that a weird feeling? Ten years. Super weird. Yeah. <laughs> Super. <laughs> because I was like, I'm I'm the kind of person that that replays video games a lot, uh-huh. um, because I'm a like sociopath, um, <laughs> and I waste all of my time, um, and. I was like, I want to replay this game. Like, I could probably find out what I thought about this game the last time I replayed it. Like, re- like not even like played it, replayed it. Uh, and it was Metroid Other M. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played it uh, and it basically finished it. I got to to just about the end, and I was like, Yeah, this game's like not good. Um, <laughs> and I talked about it on the podcast, and I was like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna listen. I was editing the podcast, and I'm like, I'm gonna listen to what I have to say about this game here. Then I'm gonna go back ten years and listen to what I had to say then, and it was just the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest sensation. Yeah. Uh, partly because like my voice has changed so much in ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just like the confidence level of it and and whatnot, but like just like how I sound, how I drone. 
uh, or how I used to drone, I yeah. think, a little bit when I was younger. Uh, so it's just and, – and I I cursed a lot more back then, which is just a thing that I guess I don't do as much anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still do it uh, multiple times on this show alone, but, <laughs> you know, with more restraint, I would say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what are some of the things you've learned – uh, for everyone out who's listening now that are, are, are getting into the content game of, and creating their own stuff, what are some of the things you learned within those 10 years of doing Irrational Passions that you would want to tell uh, a newcomer that's just starting out? Or maybe like they've been doing it for a year or two and still need some help. Yeah, it's tough. You know, like I'm I'm one of those folks that like anyone who knows me knows this. Sure. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But. Uh, it is true, and, and I try and be genuine about it, but, like, you know, Irrational Passions is not, like, a rip-roaring success over here, y'all. <laughs> like, people would think that uh, 10 years in, it's, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of YouTube followers is, like, we almost have 500. <laughs> you know, like, it, this this isn't a thing that, like, became a runaway success, and I, I, I kept with it. It's a thing that has been a struggle always, mm-hmm. uh, and it has always been difficult, and it has always been a thing where I feel like I have to work twice as hard as everyone else. And it's always been a thing where, uh, I work twice as hard and then don't get dividends and then have months of slumps afterwards. And then mm-hmm. there, there are ebbs and flows where I'm like hyper tons and tons of content and then none for weeks and weeks and weeks. There are times when I had people that I worked with and then they all left mm-hmm. because you know, you can't blame them. Yeah. Um, so like, I would just say, I, if you're if you're in it to make yourself like the next big thing, like I always just tell people, just don't do it, man. Like yeah. if if you're in it to teach yourself how to do it to make yourself the next big thing, like to make you yourself that, I think that is a better reason. Um, but if you're planning on making a thing that you think is going to be substantial and have an impact, like yeah. you just have to recognize, like that is a one in a billion shot and it happens and you, you can do it. And if I, I like, I always tell folks if it's really, really your dream, like you got to do it because mm-hmm. you'll just hate yourself if you don't. Um, but it, I just like, if you recognize this as an uphill battle from the start, you will have a better time. Uh, always <laughs> like, uh, I remember reading like an article a couple years ago about like this person who started a podcast and like they hadn't, they weren't making money in like 10 weeks. So they stopped. And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cease this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but like you know, collaborate. Like like also the the thing that I always have done and, and always love to do is just collaborate with other people. You know, For like sure. the the feeling that you are alone making stuff in your bedroom may never go away. Um, but like it is nice to know that you are not alone yeah. doing that, yeah. and like so many other people are doing the exact same thing. And they probably like some, if not all, of the same things that you like, and they'd probably be somebody nice to talk to. Yeah. Um, and there's no point in doing it if you're not going to try and make friends along the way. Cause, Absolutely. Like, that's all I'm trying to do, man. Like yeah. I'm, I've made all these great friends, and I like I have all these people I consider family now because of this. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if I never, if I never work a day at IGN, if I never make it like I want to. Uh, you know, at least I have all these wonderful friends I, I made yeah. that have fa- some some of which have found success and I can live vicariously through. I can be proud of uh, and I can see their work and, and just feel. It was here that Alex is recording uh, 
uh, kind of froze on me. So we bring you uh, back to our wonderful conversation with Mr. Alex O'Neill. So what I wanted to ask you uh, uh, next when, uh, um, you know, you want to do this just, you know, for making friends along the way and family and friends, um, isn't it kind of endearing to see all these media outlets now working from home and doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. Yeah, it is kind of because there, there's like a, a brew at home vibe that you get from those places now that I like that, you know, like the, the people that I like and, and have been following and have been making stuff have always had and, and have been having forever. So uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it's really great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's a, maybe it's a good, my, my my hope for like everything that we're going through is just like the the lessons that we kind of learn and and can take away absolutely from it. um yeah and i think there will be there will be big ones because it's 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 one of few things that everyone has to go through um yeah. so it it's you know it's like war it's like these these things these colossal things that that cause change just by the very nature of them so absolutely um, one last thing before we move on into uh, the things that you're into. Um, how awesome is it that you get to play some games earlier? Like we were talking it's about Sword of Five Royal. It's, it's never not the best. Going back to when you were younger, never would expect that. Right? Absolutely. Like, and, and, you know, like every I, – I think it's it's disingenuous to not say like every person who wants to write about video games wants that. Like I, I would oh, say yeah. more than most things. That's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Um, but it's, it's like a privilege, you know, it, it, it's not a thing I want because, uh, like it, partly it's a thing I want because like, it's cool. Uh, and yeah. you get to be part of that VIP club, but like, it, it's a, <clears throat> it's an opportunity for me to be the person that people go to for that thing. And I like, absolutely. I like, especially with the things I care about the most, like that is what I love. Like I have tried and, and over the years have worked so hard of be branding myself as the persona guy. Um, and it, like for me, like getting Royal weeks early, like, you know, like over three weeks early and, and having so much time with it and knowing all the, the, the two like big things I, I want to write about it and like the video I'd want to make about it that will never happen because I'm terrible at videos. Um, and I just, you know, I, I have my, those lofty plans. I'll tell people I'll do it and I'll never do it. Um, but like, yeah. I know but I I know I'm a good resource. I know like what people who love those games care about, and and I I take it as a responsibility that I take very seriously. Of like, here's what I want to talk about with this game, and and here's what I think you should know, and here's what I will not say, so as not to ruin it for anyone. Um, yeah, that's so yeah, awesome. it's it's I with Persona in particular. That's like that that is a big landmark moment for me in my career, in my opinion, because that's like yeah, my that's favorite awesome. video game franchise. So, yeah. And it's like you mentioned, it's not just like a free handout. You're like you're doing it because a, or you're getting it a because of your work beforehand, mm-hmm. and b is they probably trust you with the the stuff that's going to come out from being able to play early. Yeah. So like that that's got to feel good from a uh, professional sta- uh, standpoint at least. Yeah, it's 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 self gratifying in a, in a big way, and I you know I I try not to get it like let it get to you get to you, but it it does a little bit. It's just it's just a matter of like. You know, again, treating it as like a privilege, as a responsibility. It's not a given. Yeah. I've I've never taken any game code as a given. So, absolutely. Um. So what what else are you into? You are the Persona guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Where where did that love start? So when Persona? I it, it's it, since we were you know covering all the bases here. Uh, yeah. When I was sick with chronic fatigue syndrome, 
uh, is the first time I played Persona 3 Fez on the PS2. Mm. And you think about, like, junior in high school, uh, at home, can't mm. go to high school, can't go with, hang out with friends, can't do anything. Like, man, what a fucking perfect game. <laughs> yeah, right. But also, you, you get to live out this fantasy of being, you know, the group of kids that saves the world and, and that are kind of fighting their own internal demons and they're fighting external demons as well and, and mm-hmm. insurmountable odds. And it helps that, that Persona 3 is like a 103-hour game. Um, so it's just like this thing, this comfort food thing that I had for so many days, so many weeks. Because um, mm-hmm. like I, I couldn't really play games for that long at at a time because my my my, my mind would get all cloudy. Like That's yeah. the one thing with chronic fatigue syndrome that... Only people with chronic fatigue syndrome have described to me. Um, it's like this fogginess that is hard to to put into words. Um, it, it, fun fact, like uh, Alana Pierce has chronic fatigue syndrome as well. Like mm-hmm. the only other person in video games that I know that has it. Uh, and, and she did a video kind of describing what she was going through. Uh, when it was at its worst and 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 what that's like and i i she hit the nail on the head if if anyone is is curious of like what it's like to specifically have that kind of fatigue so i like i wouldn't be playing for longer than three or four hours at a time at most so chipping away at this game over the course of like four months uh was like really special and it it, like it still holds a, a high place for me even though uh if you look at percent three four and five like three is like mechanically so difficult to go back to now like i still love it i still think it's it's stellar Mm -hmm. um but that that got me in and then i at the day i finished persona 3 i ordered persona 4 on ps2 off amazon uh and i like played most of that but didn't finish it and then i would finish it later on with golden when it came out Mm -hmm. uh but yeah Um, yeah that's awesome nothing like a good nice long rpg Yes. To help you through tough times. Settle in. That's, Take a knee. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what else are you into uh, in the video game world? Uh, Zelda is is probably like the other favorite, like number like number one, number two favorite. Um, uh, but I don't know. I like the, I like everything. So uh, like my my personal favorites like it, five games to know me right. <laughs> um, yeah. Probably so. Spelunky would be one. Right, that's that's another one where I'm like, I want to be the Splunky Two guy. <laughs> I want to yeah. I want to be the guy that people are like, who who do I go for answers about Splunky Two? Alex Daniel, that's your guy. Yeah, you and Goldfarb will uh, you know battle it out for that. Spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just I'll I'll send him DMs where it's like I love Splunky Two and he just never responds. <laughs> um, uh, so Splunky Two, Tales of Vesperia, uh, one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Um, uh, Breath of the Wild. Persona 4 Golden, and I would say, like, The Last of Us, but, like, I feel like that's such a... I feel like a lot of people say that. Yeah. Uh, it's up there, for sure, like, yeah. Uh, but I would, that, I would... That's, like, the loaf of bread of video games. Yeah, but it's, like, like pumpernickel, so it's, like, yeah, real pump- good. <laughs> you're at a Outback Steakhouse, and they bring out that, uh-huh. that purple, that purple-brown bread, and you're like, ooh! Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's about to... honey butter. <laughs> yeah, it's over. That's exactly. Honey butter is all you need. Uh, <laughs> honey butter, pumpernickel, and a good time. Um, so I would say on that, I would probably like put Kingdom March two final mix on that list, so people know what's the, what the fuck's up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the the true believers up front. If they're gonna if they're gonna hang tight, I gotta know up front. 
Uh, besides gaming, uh, what else are you into? Um, I like music a lot, but I don't listen to a lot of music. I just it's one of those things where I'm like emphatically in love with music, and I think it connects with me more than most other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't listen to a, a wide variety of music. Instead, I'll find maybe one or two albums a year, and I'll listen to those two albums in that year twenty times each. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I I consume music. Uh, so like more recently the frozen two soundtrack um but like it's a good soundtrack it's a very good soundtrack yeah don't even get me started on frozen <laughs> two um but so like the end of the spider verse soundtrack was one uh yeah you know it like the, these are like the two album i i love um ninja sex party which if if folks have heard of them uh and i love their cover albums especially um so they had their third cover album came out within the last 10 months so uh, that's very good. I would say their second one, Under the Coverings Volume Two, is probably the best one in my opinion. But um, so yeah, I like it's it's one of those things where like I do, I don't listen to like the latest thing or the top album or recent releases or, or anything really. I just I just like listen to weird specific things when I stumble upon them. But I like know yeah. the hell out of them. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Uh, I also like it, of the two between movies and TV. Like I have become a movie person because I cannot fathom finishing 20 to 25 episodes of anything like i don't watch tv anymore yeah just pretty much full stop like the the two seasons of any television i watched period in all of 2019 was Mm -hmm. game of thrones uh yikes on that one (laughs) (laughs) big yikes for me dog uh and stranger things season three which i liked i love that yeah i love that too um, I'm not one of these like Mayweather haters that are like this teaser ruins this. I'm like I don't know. I just want a sci-fi show, y'all. I'm just yeah, having a great absolutely. time. Um, uh, so yeah, I I just don't watch TV anymore. So every time people are like, "Oh, you should watch this show," I'm like, "Okay," and I <laughs> didn't completely ignore them. <laughs> no, it, it is it is a huge time sink. Like you said, twenty twenty. I almost said twenty hours, but yeah, roughly if they're like forty five minute episodes. Yeah. It's too much. Time gets up there. Or, or like back. Like when I watch something, I like to, I'm like fully in it. I, I want to, if I'm yes. going to consume that piece of media, I want to be in it. Like I'll listen to podcasts while I play video games a lot for sure. Um, but I listen to podcasts while I do everything. Uh, and it's usually like when I'm grinding or, or doing something that's, that's less important. Um, but that's like, you know, that's my peanut butter and chocolate is podcast and video games. So uh, I can't, I can't break that team apart. But like, if I'm gonna watch a movie, I'm not gonna be on my phone. I'm not. I'm not gonna have the movie up on my computer while I'm playing a game. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna yeah. watch it. If I'm gonna watch a show, I'm gonna. I, w- I would like to watch it. There are shows that it's like whatever. I'll I'll have it up in the background. Uh, like if I want to re- rewatch Naruto real quick, I don't know why I would do that, <laughs> but it sounds like a thing I would do. Um, then yeah, sure, I'll, I'll throw that up on my computer, play games in the in the foreground. Uh, but so like I'm I'm. With that in mind, if I'm going to dedicate 20 hours to a thing, it's going to be a full 20 hours. It's going to be that whole experience, and it's yeah. just too much time. I can't do that. I just I, I give all the props to people who can listen to a podcast and play games, or like watch a TV show and play games, or listen. Like I can't do that. Not all I games are compatible all with thing. it. So yeah, if it's if it's a mecha- my my thing is like I can like just 
drain my brain out and like mechanically connect with a video game like enter, enter yeah. the matrix style and then like i'm just listening to whatever i'm listening to mm-hmm. um so like i've been grinding in persona uh and like getting to level 99 and th- it's like i'm gonna just throw critical role on the background and just have a good time oh yeah so absolutely um so what, what i'm gonna ask you ne- next alex is i ask every guest the origin of their twitter handle mm-hmm um, and your Twitter handle, Twitter handle is AL Fighter Twenty Seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that all about? <laughs> I so I've only the the weird thing about me is I guess I've had if if we include AOL Instant Messenger in in Absolutely. the which we have to uh, yeah. in the echelon of like or, or or like the the compendium of my usernames, I've only had like four usernames. Um, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty low for like a kid my age, right? Because I, f- I feel like a lot of people my age is like that that kind of first round or, or you know like just generally in in that age range uh, is like that first round of people that really use the internet. They just they didn't commit to anything. Fuck it, no. like we're changing our MySpace page every twenty eight yeah. minutes. Yep, um, <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> yep, and uh, so like you know, the, I was not one of those people. I kind of like, and that's like true. It's it's funny because it's true of me, like in person as well. Like if I go to Chipotle, I'm gonna get the same fucking burrito I've gotten for the last two and a half years because uh-huh. it's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so when I was growing up, the the first username I ever had. For the first online game I ever really got into, like not playing on my brother's computer or something like that here or there, uh, was Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal. Ratchet and Clank yeah. 3 on PS2. Had online multiplayer. Fun fact, a lot of people don't know this, but it yeah. was dope as heck. It was broken as heck, uh, <laughs> but it was so fun. Uh, and I, my username was Tego, T-E-G-O. Um, not a lot of people know this, so this is, this is your hot exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my original username. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what, why. What is Tego? I don't. There's just something that I thought of. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, I, I, I don't know if I'm good at it, but I, I like I'm. I can think of a lot of names, <laughs> so I just thought of a name. I was like, "Oh, right, Tego. This seems good." And then, like, I, I had my my self imposed catchphrase as again a 13 year old child playing online with a microphone, just yelling at adults. <laughs> um, <laughs> I regret nothing. Well, I regret everything, but I can't regret anything. <laughs> Um, was uh like Lego my Tego? That was like my, <laughs> that was my whole thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, or Egos and Tegos, or you know, like whatever. I I was just a kid. Um, yeah. so Big then fan on rhyming. Yeah. After that, um, so the the AOL Instant Messenger ones. My first one was Al Fighter Twenty Seven, um, which was just Al as an Alex, and then Fighter because it sounds cool, and Twenty Seven because that was a number that sounded good. <laughs> like yeah. that's the genuine answer and I, like i always thought of it as like a fighter jet right like but but when i'm online if it's capital a lowercase l capital f people always think it's ai fighter 27 which mm. is a better name <laughs> <laughs> but it, at least you don't have people thinking it's alf I, I do Eider. Oh, <laughs> yes occasionally you'll get the alf eider who's alf eider <laughs> <laughs> it's the best though um and so like that that was it uh that was kind of and, and to be fair like i i've not like created a real canonical lore behind it but i've grown to really like it a lot like 27 mm-hmm. has become my lucky number 
um by whatever means i turned 27 in, in a few days so like hopefully i don't die in a global pandemic um <laughs> just stay inside wash your hands yeah exactly <laughs> just wash my hands over here please <laughs> um and and you know al fighter has just been i don't know maybe you maybe you could uh, attribute some like post-mortem like fighting spirit mentality to it but i don't do that <laughs> i really don't it's just like it was a thing that that sounded kind of had a good flow to it sounded catchy yeah uh, and 27 is a lucky number. But there was a uh, uh, Almeister Omega was one of the AOL u- in, uh, usernames. Uh, and there was a third one. But, man, I, I couldn't tell you what it is. I'll be completely honest, Alex. Yeah. Not until you said it. I always just thought it was AL Fighter. I never thought to say Al. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. So, like, don't even don't even worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even bother correcting people anymore. <laughs> Greg, Greg Miller said it was a stupid username. I'm like, you're probably right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Greg Miller. Always always has to say something, right? Yeah. He's just got to yeah. throw me in the gutter. <laughs> um, so, Alex, I'm going to ask you another question for our audience. Sure. Um. Every episode, I have my guests come with something that they think everyone should either be watching, listening, uh, playing, or reading. Um, so, what do you have for the listeners out there? And if you have more than one, that's totally fine. I've definitely more than one. <laughs> then go for it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, listening is included in this, right? Yes. Um, go listen to the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack. Just, just give give it a once through. Hell yeah! Uh-huh. <laughs> just like take a minute, take a knee. In Midgar, you know, if I may, draw yourself a hot bath. Yeah, sit in the bath. And Light just some let candles, baby. Yeah, yeah, just let <laughs> Nobu Umatsu just take you on a goddamn journey. God, um, I cried tears of joys when I, tears of joy when I put those headphones on at Pax East to, to play that demo. Oh my god, yes. Even <laughs> if the audio balancing was terrible, I was oh, loving it. Yes, <laughs> um, just hearing that menu music, I was like, "Yep, I'm yeah, in. Let's yeah. go." This is what Papa wanted. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So do that. Um, listen to Ninja Sex Party's uh, cover albums because I feel like not a lot of people know that they did those. It's it's 80s and 70s music specifically, uh, and it's very good. Um, and uh, just search under the covers, volume one, two, or three. Start anywhere and have a great time. Um, so obviously Persona Five Royal, everyone should be playing when that comes out. Um, mm-hmm. it comes out on my birthday. So every, hey. everybody's got to get it. Uh, that's a mandate <laughs> from this guy. <laughs> um, uh, if you liked Persona 5, like if I would say if you loved Persona 5, like you fell in love with those characters and that cast and, and that team, like you owe it to yourself to see the best iteration of that. Yeah. Um, I understand. That's why I haven't gone back to uh, Persona 5. Yeah, that's a good I knew call. This was coming. I was like, I need. I'm gonna go all in on this one. Yeah, and and it'll feel great, and it'll it'll be what you wanted it to be. Is is Absolutely. the best part, and and like it, it'll I I think live up to those expectations. I I think some people might that loved the original Persona Five may be frustrated with with some changes that they made, but I mm-hmm. I think for the most part, like this is just a better experience that. Even as someone who loved Persona Five but had some like trepidation and hesitation with that love. This like washed all of those like concerns away. Like this is awesome. This is the top tier. Um, and ooh, I had another one. Oh, reading because I don't read books because I'm not smart. And you should read all the time and mm-hmm. you know get Audible or whatever. I I listen to audiobooks for the most part, um, but I barely do that. So, uh, but I have no one to talk about this series with, and I love it 
so much. Uh, the King Killer Chronicle it's a, it is a okay. trilogy of books that only two of the books are out. Uh, maybe someday the third book will come out. So I will warn you that this will be one of those ones where you finish the second one and you're like, God, God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that book is probably within the next two years, I would say. So it's it's not like necessarily terrible, but uh, they're long dense books they're they're thick but it's like probably the best like fantasy writing ever like in my opinion it's patrick rothfuss is the the author so it's the the name of the wind is the first book i know that name um yeah you've probably heard of him he was on an episode of critical role fun fact that's what i think that's why yeah Mm -hmm. i just watched that episode too which is uh very good yeah um but yeah it's just like the it's about uh a kid uh, well, not like a kid, but I, I guess a kid. But it's about a, a person who became a hero, right? And we're, we're kind of like hearing their whole life story uh, and, and the kind of tragedy that sets it off in this this world that, that I love lore. And it, it just it does a great job of finding that middle ground between like rigidly defining the rules and lore of this universe and also leaving so many things open and blank and, and like intentionally you have to kind of use your brain to fill in the gaps. But it's also the the this character this hero is a is a musician, and the whole series is like almost in itself a song, uh, and the way that they tie music into how things are written and how things are are layered and how things are like paced out like sentences and paragraphs and and, and things like that, it's like next level honestly. Like <laughs> when I when I went through a second time and some of that that nuance started to kind of sit with me. Uh, I was blown away. Um, so yeah, I no one ever talks about it. Or like I don't know anyone to talk to about it or discuss theories with. So uh-huh. please read it and come yeah. talk to me about it. <laughs> we got we got two years to catch up before yeah. the one, right? And they're they're th- thick books, so like yeah. <laughs> you got it'll it'll take you some time. Uh, I'm, I will if you're looking for something and you're stuck inside for a little while longer. It's yeah. probably the best time. Yes, for yeah. sure. Listen Those to audiobooks awesome while you play video games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> audiobooks are good. When I had to drive back from uh, college, I went to upstate New York. It was like a six-hour drive home. I would put on some audiobooks, and, and that's where my love for uh, The Martian came from. Hell like yeah. I already read it, but then the audiobook was so damn good. I was like, yeah, I got to do more of this. I got The Martian with one of my Audible codes or coins, tokens, whatever. Uh, yeah. So that's good to hear. I should listen to that at some point. Yeah, it's really good. Um. Now, this being a kind of funny uh, podcast based all about the best friends, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, how'd you run into kind of funny? Why? How'd you become a fan of them? It's a, you know, I'm a day oneer. I'm a lifer, yeah. not to brag, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I like, uh, I listened to Podcast Beyond. Tell yeah. me if you heard this story before. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is episode 47, probably 45 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly. Roughly. Uh, so I think people people kind of get the gist of it from there. Yeah, what, yeah. what was cool was I was at Beyond 300, right, uh, which was a cool thing. With The great thing about Beyond 300 is that – I so I went there alone, and this was the first thing – I guess, uh, well, it's it was the technically the first thing I ever did alone. Like, I flew out there alone. I was staying in a hotel alone. I had no one there, you know, and I'm from Maryland, so I'm mm-hmm. all the way on the other side of the country. Um, and, you know, 
by myself. So like that was that, that was very formative for a lot of reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you know, walking around Redwood City, which is where I was staying, to a train station to go up to San Francisco, like it it was a very like coming of age story for me. Uh, even though like so, I I went there. I got there on a Thursday, went and saw Up at Noon uh, live, which was great. Uh, I met Jason Muse. Um, and then, you know, the next day I went to Beyond 300, got severely sunburned, um, <laughs> in line waiting outside. And, uh, then like the day after that, I just stayed in my hotel room the whole time. <laughs> I even chilled because like I was as like an introvert, like anxious kind of scared person that was like on a trip alone for the first time. I was like, that was good. I, I got yeah. enough. Uh, I had my fill. I've expended all my energy. Yeah, so I like I got a bunch of Chinese food and and hung out in my hotel room and I watched like video YouTube videos all day, um, nice. and that was you know that that was like huge for me. But the 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 crazy thing about that, I, having been there alone, I now know and am like I would consider myself intimately close friends with like five or six different people that were also there, but we didn't interact at all in fact mm-hmm. when they tell me that they were there i was like you were there <laughs> like <laughs> i was there and i didn't see you there but we yeah. didn't know each other so of course i didn't see them there like um george cruz uh who like has, has been a part of rational passions for years was there and i didn't know <laughs> like i didn't know that until like a year ago when he told me i was like you were there <laughs> uh brant range who's like one of my personal like best friends in my whole life uh, my confidant uh, was there and I, I wouldn't speak to him for like a whole year and a half until after that. Uh, and that like that dude comes and visits me from New York like twice a month or twice a year. So like, you know, like the, these people uh, that, that were there, like I've found a way to connect with years later. And it's, it's, I, I always find it so interesting because like that event is weirdly connected to almost all of the success I've ever found in my entire life. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really important. Like, so that was, that happened, right? I met Greg at, um, uh, PAX East that year earlier in, in March or April of that year. Um, and then saw him again at, uh, beyond 300 and he remembered me and that was like the first so like, like ryan davis had remembered me when i i'd met him uh at apex east a, a very mm-hmm. long time ago and i was like just blown very very moved by that um so like then greg remembered me um and it was one of those things where i recorded a, a video blog after seeing up at noon and the next day at beyond 300 brian altana was like i watched your fucking video it's like why (laughs) (laughs) how did you find it yeah Uh, he's like why is the painting in your hotel room above your bed crooked i was like why do you know this (laughs) um so like you know again i'm like the 20 year old kid at the time like this was all blowing my mind so like from there, you know, I would I would be a diehard for life, of course. Yeah. After that, you know, and and in 2014 when they announced, kind of funny, I was there, and that was like my first kind of uh, interaction with with Patreon, and then mm-hmm. 2015 when they left, obviously I was there too. So yeah, how was that? Uh, Beyond 300 being there live because I remember watching it on YouTube. Uh, Emotion. How, how awesome! Yeah, how awesome of a show was that to be there? It's it's one of those things where I like I feel bad and I'm like infamous in it because when Shuhei walks out, I, I'm the guy blocking the camera. 
<laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's like so many people. Like I've seen so many comments of like, "Who's blocking the camera when Shuri walked out?" And, and the the best part is people don't see uh, in the shot. Great pointing at me, being like, "I know you move," <laughs> <laughs> and me then moving. Um, uh, and it mo- mostly actually moving because like one of the producers behind me was like, "Hey, you're actually <laughs> in yeah. the way." Mm-hmm. So it was only for a second, but it's cool that like we're I have this horrible <laughs> stain <laughs> uh, on my impact. Um, uh, but like the the beyond. So uh, Danny Wiesner, who did uh this like a bunch of songs for Podcast Beyond, um, and does the opening music to Rational Passion Podcast and the closing music two player co op in the world is saved. Um, that, so at beyond 200 is when he, they like played the world is saved, I believed. Um, and love that song. Uh, obviously the closer of my podcast every week. Uh, and that was where, uh, Danny had made a song and they made a video with Panda Musk called go beyond. Um, they made that song about podcast beyond, yeah. Uh, I cannot listen to that song without breaking down crying <laughs> like yeah. because it takes me back to that room. I remember watching that video for the first time with all those people and just like the the feeling that I, I, I felt in my heart was just irreplaceable. It's like yeah. you, you can't replicate that. So, yeah, it, it, it was definitely – I was so nervous and it, I, I didn't know anyone. I had no friends, but like, you know, and I'm I, – so bad in in situations like that at like talking to people and making friends in the moment like it's just difficult mm-hmm. for me um i i need like a buddy or like a, a safety net of friends um yeah. and, but i managed it i talked to people in line i got sunburned i yeah i talked to scott Lowe about being uh on the ios 7 beta um i talked you know i, I talked to people and i tried to be not me i tried to be like extroverted and, and fun mm-hmm. and, I, and i had a great time uh and it's yeah, it's a very precious time to me. Yeah, for sure. I, I I think this. I have the same feelings of when I walked into the IGN offices for the first time when I was there for Kind of Funny Life Three, mm-hmm. and just be like, this is where I consume all my video game news from. Holy crap, this office office is so cool. Yeah, and, and to see how small of a room like the they were recording the podcast thing was in. Yeah, like wow, insane. It's it's. Funny too, because like that was so that was like my second time technically in the IGN office because I had been there the day before for up yeah. at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I was there, like you know, we were in the cafeteria and we didn't get a tour. <laughs> like yeah. you know, I was like kind of looking around, like I'm like this place is cool. I just want to know what's going on. Like I want to know, like wh- whose desks are these? You know, who mm-hmm. where where's Greg work? Like I want to like where, where's where's everyone's desk? Like, where's everyone hanging out? So I wouldn't actually see the IGN. I wouldn't get a tour of the IGN office until a year later uh, before kind of only live one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, or I guess that was two years later. So it was, it was this weird, like premature tease. <laughs> and and I had to wait years to get dividends on that. Uh, so by the, the point where you go back for kind of funny live one, mm-hmm. um, did you know more people in the community? So when you went out there, you weren't, by yourself no yeah (laughs) i knew like i knew like two people going into kind Mm -hmm. of funny live one but like after that i knew everybody man yeah like uh, and like i don't know everybody but like the it sucks now because everybody knows me and i don't know anybody (laughs) um and 
and it, like that's that's a great feeling like that's a it's a great place to be but like i at kind of feel like one i like went through the crowd and or like went through the line and introduced myself to like every single person there so like it's awesome uh and that was just because like i was in i was that the, the two years later and and i like had grown a lot and and i had a lot more confidence and and like over the course of that weekend and meeting people and hanging out with people, like I built the confidence up of like, these are my people. I know these people. Uh, and, and I want to just put myself out there for them. And I want everybody to have a good time. Uh, and I, there was, I'm sure there was, I'm making myself sound way better. I'm sure there's way more selfish reasons, <laughs> but like <laughs> when, when looking back, like I think, I think that's the, the feeling that I, I took away and took out of it. So it was a weird, like in retrospect, like me today, I would never have done that. <laughs> like, yeah. but it was me like exactly the right time where maybe that isn't super weird. I, I still uh-huh. get like looking back. I, I feel like it's kind of super weird to like go through and introduce myself to everybody. Um, but it, I know a lot of people really appreciated that. And I, people came up to me afterwards and said like, yeah, you were like the only person I talked to that whole weekend. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, wow, that's weird. And I'm sorry. And also thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, you know, I, I love you. So thank you for telling me that. And, and yeah. of course, but like, so I, it's weird how at that time, like I was so extroverted and now I've kind of gone back to being introverted. But like, I think that's where I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm I'm happier mm-hmm. there, so. Well, uh, but I yeah, saw kind... you pack a whole Pax East room. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That, that was pretty cool. <laughs> that that was, I mean, like, it's I can never give myself any credit for anything. And to be fair, like I don't deserve any credit for any of that panel. That was all Scott White uh, who uh-huh. did it, a great job hosting it. Um, but like for me, it's like man, that was a lot of luck, huh? But like, <laughs> you know, knowing that so many people there had never heard of us, and they were, they just saw the hook of the panel, and they were like, "Oh, this is I want to go see this." It was a lot of luck, but it was a lot of ingenuity on Scott's part, and and like that panel idea was his. Yeah. Um. And basically, the title was what I came up with, and the panel idea was what he came up with. So I think mm. you know we worked together to make it a snappier thing. Um. But even still, like the the turnout for that was just delightful it was like it made me hope that like okay we do make good stuff and and people do like it we just have trouble getting in front of people right like sure it 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 gave me a little hope for for that to be a little bit more true Mm -hmm. um and and that's nice and and i i i infinitely appreciate all the complete strangers that may never hear this that that were there in that room (laughs) Uh, to support us whether they knew it or not and and hopefully had a good time so yeah no it, it was it was a, one of the best panels i went to at pax east and that isn't just because you're my guest it was it was a super <laughs> i was gonna say this is because i'm your guest <laughs> no it was it was super engaging and it was funny and it was at a good pace and like obviously as an rpg fan myself like it was interesting and nodding my head like yep this thing is annoying as all hell and mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I kind of like this RPG for that reason and, you know, all these other cool things. But it was awesome seeing somebody that I – and I was going to say this for later, but, like, you know, being part of the community, somebody I look up to in you, Alex, and, like somebody who inspires me <laughs> can't and other dro- people. can't drop this on me right mid-podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, seeing you on doing a panel in front of people, doing something that you love is awesome. It's inspiring. Yeah, it was um, it was a very big like self actualizing moment, you know. Like when I uh, I tweeted about this, but when I got home, 
like that Monday night, uh, I was texting my mom about it, like just mm. telling her what happened and how it went. And then we filled the room and all that. Uh, and I just started crying because, <laughs> yeah. because like it was when it hit me of like, wow, like this is crazy. Right. Like, I mean, in maybe in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal or, or it's, it's not huge to a lot of people or mm-hmm. like, this isn't even like uh, an accomplishment that's necessary warranting that, that kind of celebration. But to me, uh, and especially in that moment of like trying to explain to my mom why I'm so proud of it. And then like that pride kind of welling up inside of me. Uh, yeah. yeah it, it just like over overwhelmed me. You know, it, it was, I, I cannot, I, I know I, I like, maybe I, I too intently put out like such a genuine persona of, of, of myself. And I try and be honest. And I try and be positive. And if I'm going to have a, a conversation about negativity or something negative, I'm going to try and have, that conversation in a more nuanced format than a tweet, you know, like that's mm-hmm. never been my style and it never will be. And I'm sorry to people that, that disagree with that, that mentality, but I, I know it, it can be a little trying and seem disingenuous, but like, it really is like, I feel so <laughs> unworthy of any attention or praise, especially like 10 years later where it's like, I, I must know by now that all of this is worthless, but I'm so thankful for, for, all of the, the attention that we get regardless. Like it, mm-hmm. if, if you take the time to, to, to check out something that I put work into, then I'm always so grateful. Like it, like words will never be enough to do that justice. So yeah, you do great work. So keep your head up. Think Thank positive. You. You're, you're awesome. I, I try. I, um, I have my days where I'm like in a good mood, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I totally get it. <laughs> um, back to uh, kind of funny other content. What is your favorite thing that they do? Is it more of the gaming stuff like KFGD or more of like the podcast? The best kind of funny product is kind of funny's interview. Mm, yeah. Although uh, PSI Love You is back and I like that a lot as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So it's tough. I, it, like for a while, like. I you know I'm I'm a fan of kind of funny but I'll you know I I won't I won't front on this podcast like I don't I do not listen to a lot of their stuff, uh-huh. um, and it sucks because like when I do catch kind of funny games daily which is like once, at, like ever <laughs> you know it's it's like I really like this but I just mm-hmm. I'm like a completionist when it comes to all things including consuming content yep. so like if it's a thing that feels like a thing I can't finish or complete or or consume all of. I don't like to consume it because I'm broken. Mm-hmm. Again, just if anyone out there is like, you got to not do that. I'd be like, you're telling me, dude. <laughs> but that is just how it is. Uh, Give me the steps to not think that way and then I'll do it. Yeah. Like, you know, time. we're talking about like the podcast that influenced me. You know, if you told me 12 years later, I'd stop listening to giant Bombcast. I'd tell you you're crazy, but like I fell behind and then it's like, well, I got to listen to all the episodes I missed. And it's like, now it's a whole year of episodes. It's like, well, I'll never catch up. I guess I'll yeah. never listen to that podcast again. Uh, and that sucks, but like you know, if I wasn't listening to it as intently as I wanted to, there's usually a reason for that. Um, and it's not that I hate Giant Bomb or anything. Just please don't take that message. It's just like I, I'm. This is what I want to listen to right now. Like the the video, the one podcast, the one video game podcast I listen to every week, day it comes out, two days early because I'm a Patreon just so I can hear it as soon as possible. Is uh, the Easy Allies podcast. Um, and like, as far as like a format for a video game show and the kind of conversations that I like to hear, that's number one, right? PSI yeah. love you also probably number one for that. Um, but as far as like podcasts that in, in the, the droughts where like, I can't necessarily get into a lot of kind of funny content always got in review, baby. 
Yeah. Uh, and I say this and I'm like way behind right now <laughs> because I've like Same. been playing Persona nonstop for weeks. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, interview is just, it's the jam. MCU What's interview. Your... I came into like halfway through uh-huh. and I was like, what have I been doing? I don't, <laughs> I like, I don't watch the movies. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh-huh. I'm just there for the ride. Y'all like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there for Ragu Bagu and all that <laughs> comes with it. Uh, so yeah, like it, it's one of those things where like the only, so I, I watched, Mission Impossible with them because I'd never seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think today. I, I feel like I did another one. I definitely didn't do Fast and Furious, but uh, I feel like I, I might have done it. I've, I've maybe like one of their like movie ones. I, I've like done a couple of those as, as they've gone on. Did you but... do the Harry Potter one? No, I don't like the Harry Potter movies though. Okay. I just like the books. That's fair. I watched it though, and I appreciated their perspective on the, yeah. the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, I'm I'm super far behind, so like I haven't watched them yet myself. Um, that's like you, that's my jam though. Anytime yeah. anytime Greg's back in the ring and he gets to do a recap, yes. I'm like hell yeah, drink that recap juice, daddy. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> As the kids say, it hits different when Greg's on in review. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It really does. Um, what is your dream in review series? If you had to have them go and do one, Frozen review. This bastard took it away from me. They tease me. <laughs> if I'm gonna tell you this, Kyle. It won't yeah. happen. But if it, it may never happen now, if I if I get kind of funny up and comer, <laughs> yeah. this is my decree. I'm going to do Frozen two and review. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't I don't care how I have to make it happen. I I have Belinda Garcia's phone number. I will find her in San Francisco <laughs> in the streets, uh-huh. and we will review Frozen and Frozen two. <laughs> the people need to know. And they deprived me of that. And I, honestly, when they announced all those, the kind of funny slate, that was the one I was looking forward to the most. And they didn't do it. So, uh, and I'm not, listen, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, making promises and never fulfill them yeah, sounds like no. kind of funny to me. I'm not like, I'm not one of those people. Absolutely not. I get it. And like, especially with like how the Mandalorian happened and all that, like totally understand. But if I get the chance, that's the one that I would want to make happen. Yeah. And if you're sitting at home right now and you're like, I don't want to watch Frozen 2. Go watch Frozen 2. It's on Disney Plus. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. It's probably it my favorite movie. One. So if if people are listening and they're like, this guy seems like he has terrible taste, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're not friends anymore. So how's that feel? <laughs> uh, why? My, my last question for the kind of funny section of the show. Um, why would you consider yourself a KFBF or do you consider yourself a KFBF? It's one of those. It's it's one of those weird things too. So like, uh, and I'm I like I'm one of those people wears his heart on his on his sleeve. So like, mm-hmm. if if people are one of those folks that like hear about an awkward situation and they're like, Ugh, like maybe just don't listen to the sex part. But like, and and that's me, uh, like projecting certainly. But like, I feel bad because so when when Greg and Jen and Joey came here to my home. Uh, in 2017 for Extra Life. It was a thing that happened. If you missed it, you missed it. It's fine. Yeah. Go watch the videos on YouTube. It was the greatest weekend of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, surrounded by the person I look up to the most probably in video games and literally all of my closest friends. Uh, you cannot write a better weekend. I refuse to believe it. Yeah, uh, It was like, was like a wedding. ultimate FOMO feeling for me. <laughs> seeing all these cool people in one spot. Like, holy crap. It was like, it's the only time I've ever given anyone FOMO. And I'm like, listen, man, I gotta have, I gotta have my one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, greatest weekend of my life. 
surrounded by all the people I like. It was basically like a wedding, but no one got married. You know, like <laughs> uh-huh. I got married to my career. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, so in that, uh, the we did a podcast. It was live. It was a mess. It was great. Um, we, and, and we had Greg on. And I was like, I don't like Irrational Passions being like considered like a kind of funny community podcast. And I basically said that to his face live on air. Feel terrible about it years mm-hmm. later. <laughs> um, and and he, we had an interesting conversation about it. Of like, I get that. And I feel like you, when you get referenced on all of the shows, and and you become like this thing, it's hard to. I think it, there's just I I have concerns about like just being that thing and nothing else, right? Like, mm-hmm. and as a guy who made a thing in high school when he was 17 and, and 10 years ago, that is like older than a lot of things out there now. Like, like irrational passions say what you will about the quality of it or anything, but it's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and it's weird for me. I I guess like, I just want to be, I I don't know if I'm allowed to have that sense of pride of like, we've, we've lived, you know, this long, we we've been around this long. Do we, like, I don't want to pigeonhole us in any one thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've also seen with time that, like, you know, to to push back against, like, a label of, like, part of a community and, and, and part of something bigger is, like, weirdly negative in a way that I, I don't mm-hmm. jive with. Like, so that's why it's such a hard conversation to have. Like, yeah, of course I consider myself a best friend because I, I could go into a group of those people and be like, my people yeah. Uh, right yeah. like and, and and hug and they would probably all hug me and, and it would be like a weird thing but a lot of <laughs> other people would be like this is some cult shit going on over there uh-huh. like you have no idea oh yeah no uh, my parents refer to it like when i go to meetups like oh you're gonna go see the cult yep. yeah i just accept it i don't fight it anymore <laughs> yeah totally and and like there are few as someone who who was there from day one of kind of funny live to you know kind of funny prom like there, it's, there are rare cases where it's like you see that crowd of people that you know are there for that thing, and you can just walk in and talk to people. Yeah, and you know, and you don't necessarily have to be too worried about that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. but like, I'm also the the person like, I, 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 you get that one like if you get the one person that's like I fucking hate that guy, <laughs> <laughs> and I so like when when someone said that to me from the kind of funny community, I was like really sad. <laughs> So like it's also oh, man, like someone just, said that about you. Yeah, I mean I've oh. seen Reddit posts about me before, uh, and and it, like it's happened like twice ever yeah. maybe because I'm not a big deal and it, and it's not a huge thing. Uh-huh. But like that one thing r- ruins a lot of it for me. I'll be honest. So like yeah, that's understandable. Uh, and 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 that's You're still because, a human being, Alex. Yeah, I'm. The, but I'm like, your best friend or not? I'm a I'm a very sensitive boy as well. So like yeah. yeah. Uh, like you know, sometimes people are, are a little heated in the, in the, like the the mentions, and I just don't respond, <laughs> and, and I feel bad because it's like maybe they just didn't know, or, or maybe they didn't mean unwell by it. But you know, the the dude on Reddit that said he he th- thinks I'm a fucking fake probably meant it, but uh, you know, like I it's it's stuff like that 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 like throws a little bit of a wrench in it for me. Yeah, but yeah. like yes, absolutely. I'm a this is a very long way to answer this question, but like to to take you on the journey of it, yeah, like. This thing I I've worked really hard on, and I've worked with a lot of people in that community. But I I, I while I just because I'm weird with labels, and anyone that knows like some of my like personal like political and, and religious kind of feelings would would know would kind of get more of like I just don't like putting a hard cap on things. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. I I consider myself a best friend, and I consider all the best friends above just being that. I think like they're 
genius brilliant people that make great stuff that transcends just being in that community Mm -hmm. but i think outside in like a lot of people that look and see that stuff they see it as like uh like this show or 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 this that uh or, or you know another person's podcast that that does something that maybe in the sphere of kind of funny i feel like they pigeonhole it under that uh when really those things transcend that like they they're they're cultivated there and then they're they should be sent off into the the greater internet to be appreciated by everyone and not just like this one community absolutely it's 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 just a frustrating finding that balance you know that's that's my favorite moment yeah i appreciate your honesty yeah I, I <laughs> sorry that was such a long, weird, long-winded answer that I don't know if it had a point. Don't apologize. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have a, a an interesting answer to a question I've asked forty something times than to have kind of like the same type of response. I guess. Yeah, it's a good take. Okay, I'll take um, that. Then. Uh, next, uh, next on the docket is. Uh, I have my guests bring a game of great show topic or kind of funny podcast topic to talk about. And, uh, Alex, you have a great one. I, uh, do you remember this? <laughs> yeah. You were, you asked me, um, you're having trouble trying to find a topic. And I was like, pick whatever you want. And you were just like, let's just talk about the time they talked about short circuit too. <laughs> keep in mind, I've never seen short circuit or short circuit Two, but oh, if you never, never, uh, okay. but if you want to talk about like, a me, like from a, fo- like arm's length falling in love with a thing, it's me falling in love with short circuit two through Greg Miller's like, <laughs> clicky clients going, Oscar! Oscar! I can't, I had that video favorited on my YouTube playlist because I can't watch it without crying, laughing. Yeah. And I, so, like, my best friend at my job at work is a guy named Oscar. Oh, no. <laughs> and when I first, like, like you know, when the ice breaks at work, when you're, like, working with somebody, like, we were uh, opening the store together, and we were just sitting in the back in a quiet room together. I was like, have you ever heard of this thing? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, of course not. Like, like, when I hear your name, Oscar, I need you to know that this is what I hear in my head. <laughs> I showed him this video, and again, stranger. Basically, they were yeah. like, "We're we're becoming friends." And this is how I'm breaking the ice, and it, it worked. So, <laughs> and now he's like my best friend at work. So you know, that's awesome. That's, Oscar is is bringing us together. No, I like my my favorites are the those weird like it's that and uh, I think there was a story with like a, it was either gopher or groundhog or something. That, that like Greg's grandmother had or something. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Uh, was it a raccoon or something? <laughs> yeah, it was a raccoon. That's right. Yeah, uh, the if I'm lying or I'm dying moment yeah. is like legendary as well. Whenever, whenever Greg gets into his uh, laughing so hard he can't breathe, <laughs> the wheezy laugh. Yeah, yeah. And it's it funny because like that was a thing on like Game Scoop as well, <laughs> and, and it was, it's it's a recurring Greg Miller. It's haunted yep. him forever. It's part of the reason why we love the man. Exactly. <laughs> He's just very loud and he wheezes very hard. <laughs> So he, seeing uh, Greg and hearing Greg just scream Oscar with his clickety-clack hands, uh, no um, no desire to go actually watch the I watched itself. the scene from Short okay. Circuit 2, and it's, it's just the fact that it's real. He's like, up top. He's like, ah, Oscar! And he's like, Oscar! It, oh, like so like i've watched that scene with zero context and i encourage everyone to like 
I, I don't know like how I was like the, the scene where Oscar gets caught in short circuit too. just YouTube search that and watch the whole like boat sequence because uh-huh. it's uh what's the, the short circuit guy? Like what's the robot's name? Johnny number five. Johnny five is like evil. Johnny five is like climbing this tower <laughs> and he just like lowers a crane and grabs this guy out of like a boat and he, screaming <laughs> cackling with his hands spinning from the top of this crane tower uh and again just th- this is like the art of of like a good pod- conversational podcast is just like introducing you to a, th- a, a thing a piece of media or whatever or song yeah. you've just never ever even heard of or could <laughs> comprehend if you had i remember uh, being younger seeing short circuit on tv and be like oh that's interesting this talking robot who's like helping solve crimes with his, <laughs> his his buddies who are like the scientists that brought him to life. That's weird. I don't think I've ever seen the second one it completely. I think I'm doesn't sure the not. second one get really racist? I think. Yeah, I've heard it gets very racist. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, like my, my friend Oscar at work is Arabic and he's like, yeah, don't you know they have a man just in brown face through that whole movie? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, man, the 80s. Uh, yeah, it was a it was an unorthodox time for bad yeah. reasons. <laughs> but for sure, go and and find the clip of Greg doing that and then comparing it. I did try to find scene. the episode, but I couldn't. It's it's early. It's like in the first fifty episodes, I think. Yeah, I think as if you search Greg Miller short circuit, it might yeah, pop true. Up. It'll probably pop up. <laughs> <laughs> and you will. Uh, there, you'll... there are a lot of those earlier episodes where they. They kind of just go off the rails, and those are the best ones. Yeah. Like, you start off with like the Disney Princess fuck list, like yeah. that. That already sets a bar yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> How many people do the fuck list uh, on that episode? No, I mean like when they they bring a topic from. Oh, uh, but I think that was like one of the first or second ones. Of course, yeah. And then I was like, okay, we can move past that one. <laughs> I remember when they announced the show. Uh, with that topic, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, we're, you're going to hear this," and then it was like, it turned out to be the Game Over Reggie show, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, "I cannot wait for wherever this is going," and I don't regret that. Yeah, mostly. There, there are very few uh, YouTube thumbnails that I vividly remember. That is one of them. <laughs> yeah, because I am, I am a visual uh, consumer of their stuff. Like, I watch yeah. everything on YouTube. Yeah, I, I watch everything as well. So like when I when I think of that topic, I can see uh, the image of I believe it's Cinderella, like very slutty Cinderella. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is what the show's going to be about. Uh, let's strap in. Let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is we're just fully committed now. Yeah, uh, there's some other great ones that are along those same veins. So like uh, the grapefruit technique is yes. a classic. Oh my god, another one where they just all lose their damn mind. It, it's it. <laughs> The thing is, like, I had seen that video with my friends beforehand. Yes, same. And and it, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> like, I wish yeah. I could have been there with them in that moment to be there. Like, you know, just to live that. Um, because, goddamn, it was incredible. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, yeah, go, lo- go look at... I can hear the sound from that video, like, in my head. Like, it's <laughs> permanently etched into my brain. <laughs> that That's one, like... You, you, I don't remember the thumbnail, but I remember their reaction. <laughs> I remember the thumbnail for that one. It's just I, it's the, the it's just her, right? It's the woman, yeah, with the the melanin. <laughs> <laughs> Go look up these older game of, game of Greggy shows because yeah. they're awesome. 
Yeah. It's been quite a long time, so like it's fun to see how they age. Yeah. Especially gr- like young baby faced him. Holy crap, that's weird. Yeah, and pre beard Greg is just weird now. Yeah. It's like the the type the content that I consume with him with a beard in it is like usurped the yes the one with him out with which is not true because I've been following him for like twelve years or whatever, um and but but it just feels weird you know oh definitely feels weird it's a new era yeah all right thanks for that little trip down memory road and before we leave Alex I got two more things to go over with you the first one is every single episode where I tell the twitterverse who my guest is i ask for questions and so we have a couple questions to ask you for some of the best friends before we enter the makuga zone but before the makuga zone first question comes from pixel brave at pixel brave on twitter go listen to his episode on the show if you haven't already uh is alex watching any anime in quarantine i watched an episode of one piece this morning (laughs) Next That's question. It counts. <laughs> uh, which was like a th- that was me like, well, if there's a time to do this, it's gonna be now. Do I want to do this? Is and One I'm Piece on... the one with like 900 episodes? Yeah, I mean, there's Jeez. there's like two big ones with like 900 episodes. The other is uh, Detective Conan, mm-hmm. um, which I, I've watched a lot of and I like a lot. It's just like insurmountable, and I'm like yeah. uh, scum and I like to watch uh, with the dub and not with subtitles um and whatever people can flame me for it i don't care um (laughs) that's probably the first time someone said to flame me for anything in (laughs) 10 years (laughs) um but i so i I recently caught up on the the simul dub of my hero academia so like i watched the uh the two most recent episodes of Mm -hmm. the english broadcast of that uh this morning uh, so that's really the that's like the only anime I watch right now, I would say. But I love it, and it's like again list of television shows that I watch. Like if we include anime in that, like My Hero Academia is like maybe the only other thing I've watched in like mm-hmm. months. So yeah, I'm I'm watching that, and it's still great. Uh, and they're like getting ready for a school festival, and the the vibes are jolly. Nice, and, and that's what that's what I need. So. That that is one that I've heard a couple people come on the show and and suggest for their one thing, and I've heard it's about it good. nonstop. I need to now's the perfect time, so I might it's as weird. well just dive in. It's weird because like so the current season I think is like season three or four. it's either three or four. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really bad at because I came in late. Um, but the current season I would say is like the worst season. Um, but it's like excellent. You know, it, like the the bottom of the bar here is like very good. Mm-hmm. Um maybe the first like 3 episodes, the first like 10 episode season or whatever is is a little weaker. Um but uh so season 2, I think this is season 4 right now. So season 2 and 3 would be like the best. Um or, or at least those arcs would be the best. Um but yeah, I I think, you know, anytime is a great time to jump in. It's it's not it's like 56 or 60 episodes or whatever maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's in the eighties, but uh, it's not too many episodes, and it's like you will not be able to put it down once you start it. Like if you get sure. three episodes in, yeah, you it'll just be a nonstop party. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, next question comes from MC Wright at Nerdy Island on Twitter. Where does Kingdom Hearts three fall for you now that we're a year plus removed? Hmm. Um, it's so. I guess I do. They mean in the ranking of Kingdom Hearts. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what Matt wants for me. Um, I would say like your personal feelings towards the game. 
Um, I I love it. Like I, it's so. I I loved the game when it came out. Right. I guess a lot of people didn't, but it's one of those things where I just it, I was too close to it. You know, like I I played it. I reviewed it. I I wrote what I I had to say about it, and and I was done. And it was everything I wanted it to be and more. You know, like it. it I I think mechanically there were some missteps that, that, that are a bummer. Like it doesn't play as well as can March two, but mm. it's close, you know, it, mm. it's closer than one. It's closer than birth by sleep. It's closer than any of the other ones for me. Right. Uh, and two is, is certainly the epitome of that. But I, what I wanted out of three after I finished it was like more challenge and, and more stuff to, to verify, like justify that. And maybe a little bit more stories, some things that I just wanted more time with and then mm. remind kind of gave me all those things and and i'm in the camp that like remind pushes three like right up there for me i i think and it, it's one of my favorite rpgs it's, it's it's one of my favorite in that series i think two is still better in, in just about every way just because it is more a complete package things are more well integrated but uh yeah like the zora fight that they added with remind like the kind of secret boss was like everything that i wanted a kingdom hearts secret boss to be mm-hmm. And 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 that's like a big part of that series in those games for me. And there wasn't really any in the in the original release. So it 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 has everything I want it now. I love it. Um, it's probably my second favorite game in that franchise behind two, which is tough because there's some tough competition uh, for like great impactful moments. But three just has with with everything included, remind and included, it has almost everything I would possibly want out of a Kingdom Hearts game. I think it's so fun. I think the story's great. I think uh, the the moments that you get with those characters by the end of it are are worth it. You know, so nice. I love it. Well, Alex, before we call it a night, you're about to enter the Makuga zone. Are you familiar with one Josh Makuga? I'm familiar with Josh Makuga. Uh, Not intimately, is... but familiar. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a segment that I pretty much took from his YouTube show, uh, where he interviewed friends and. Uh, the, he ended every episode with three minutes of rapid fire questions. Okay. So, so I'm going to put three minutes on the clock. I'm going to ask you some icebreaker questions from Elfster.com. And, <laughs> Elfster. Yeah. And uh, whatever pops in your head first is what you answer. Are you ready? Okay. Sure. And three, two, one. Texting or talking? Talking. Uh, favorite day of the week? Sundays. Favorite holiday? Christmas, but it's not as fun anymore. <laughs> uh, at what age do you want to retire? I don't. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. <laughs> uh, first no. celebrity crush. First? Uh, ooh, uh, Megan Fox. Embarrassing, nice. but, but true. Uh, last Halloween costume. Doctor Who, but he was under duress. <laughs> uh, favorite junk food. Mm. Favorite junk food. I'm trying to think. Like, what? Do, what do I have around? What? What's it in arm's <laughs> range? Uh, probably, probably Pop Tarts. Right now, it's Pop Tarts. Uh, what flavor? I only eat one type of Pop Tarts. S'mores Pop Tarts. Okay, I'm a wild berry guy. That's the only mm. flavor I eat. Yeah. Everybody's got uh, one, you know? Yeah, exactly. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? Yes. Uh, if Voldemort offered you a hug, would you accept? No. <laughs> hard, hard no, dude. Especially <laughs> if it's as awkward as the one Tom Felton got. 
would you rather cut it with a baby panda or a baby penguin? Cut it with a uh, cuddle. Sorry, cuddle. Oh, yeah. No, don't cut it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? A uh, baby panda. Um, what's for dinner tonight? That's a great question. Uh, maybe nothing. <laughs> well, probably. Um, I have like a meal delivery service, so probably one of those. Uh, do you respect Kanye West? No, I used uh, to. Mm-hmm. I like his music though. Yeah. Uh, what's the fastest speed you've ever driven in a car? One hundred and three miles per hour. Man, I got to up my speed game. <laughs> Everyone's so fast, so much faster than me. I might have gone one twenty, but I'm. I don't want to admit that. <laughs> Um, are rats cute? Yes. Uh, do you know how to salsa dance? <laughs> no. I learned line dancing in high school. Oh, sweet. But I did not learn salsa dancing. Uh, favorite type of muffin? Uh, chocolate chip muffin. It's the only muffin I think I eat. No, I yeah. cornbread muffins are good too. Have you ever slapped someone in the face? Yes. How'd it feel? Bad. <laughs> Uh, if everyone in the world had to get married when they reach a certain age, what age would that be? Mm. That's a new question. I've never asked that one before. Uh, 25. And then at 35, they should be asked if they want to get a divorce. Oh, so like a 10 year trial period. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two more. Uh, do you like the smell of gasoline? Yes. (laughs) I say that with regret. (laughs) I'm sorry. I am this way. (laughs) No, that's fine. And last one. Have you ever tasted soap? Yes. I think that's a safe have. one. Yeah. That's easy. <laughs> Alex, that brings us to the end of Best Friends Talk Funny. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on finally. Yeah. Um, this is fun. I'm sorry I bullied you into having me on. <laughs> <laughs> you did not bully me. It's more of me uh, being overwhelmed and... Uh, here's a little inside baseball thing. When I had uh, Nathan Brant on, two-headed giant, mm-hmm. he asked me afterwards. He was like, "Hey, who? When you think of best friends talk funny, who are like some future guests that you would love to have on?" First one out of my mouth was you, and yeah. it was to the point like I mentioned earlier. Like you are such an inspiration to everyone that's trying to do this, and I know you don't want to hear it, but I'm coming at you anyway. And just like seeing you do it for such a long time and doing it with passion and love and being super supportive to everyone around you. Uh, is why I wanted to have you on and share your story. So thank you for coming. This was awesome. And, Thanks for uh, having me, man. This was I, I can't wait to get a, a infamous Alex hug in person, hopefully soon, when mm-hmm. the pandemic is over. <laughs> yeah. You got a couple this year, at least. I did. And there were great hugs. Yes. I, yeah. I pride myself in my hugs. Yeah. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a hell of a hug, I promise. No, yeah. Perfect. I like, uh, I really appreciate it, obviously. I, you know, I, I, I'm bad with compliments, but I, I do appreciate them. I get you. Uh, if people wanted to follow you on the interwebs, where can they find you? Um, I uh, you can follow me at Alfighter twenty seven. Uh, it is it's it, my thing everywhere is the is the nice thing. I, I found my brand early, so if you if you're looking for me on PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Steam, wherever, mm-hmm. Epic Game Store, maybe I have an account there. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, follow me there. I I tweet selfies on saturdays and you can you can take selfies with me because we're all in this together yep. uh and i host a podcast called irrational passions podcast we talk about uh video games where uh it goes up every tuesday uh we record live on youtube every saturday so people awesome. want to check that out 
and if you want to follow me, it's WhoDatNinja73 on Twitter and wherever, pretty much. Um, if you like PlayStation, uh, the Trophy Room is a weekly PlayStation show I do with uh, one of my best friends in this community, Mr. Badbit, on PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And if you're ever in the New York area, after this whole crazy uh, illness goes away, hit up kindofnyc.com for future meetups. And uh, we got Mr. Nerdy Island himself, Matthew Wright. He does some writing of some games over there. And uh, we have also two podcasts there, Platform Agnostic, which is our gaming show, and Dollar Slice Pod, which is our community conversation show. So go hit those up. And uh, as always, remember, be kinda to one another. Bye.